AgBioscience is supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. This is Ag Bioscience. Welcome and thanks for joining. I'm Mitch Frazier, CEO of Agronovus Indiana, and this is the podcast where we explore all things Ag Bioscience, the people, the products, and innovations across food, animal health, plant science, and ag tech. Innovations in seed hold tremendous promise for everything from improving yield to improving resilience to even profitability. It's an industry that's transformed significantly over past generations, and it's one that has created significant opportunity for innovators. Today's guest is the third generation of leaders in one of Indiana's families whose name have become synonymous with seed innovation. This is going to be incredible. Welcome, Scott Beck, president of Beck's Hybrids. Scott, is great to see you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Mitch. It's great to be here. Well, Scott, your name, your family's name is iconic in agriculture. Now the largest privately held, family-owned retail seed company in the country. Before we jump into the work you and the team are leading, the innovations you're developing, we have to learn more about you and your story growing up in the business, learning from your dad, and now leading operations across the Corn Belt. Yeah, so when, when I reflect back on uh, my childhood, I... I count it such a blessing to have grown up on a farm and, you know, the experience I had with my dad, my grandfather, a handful of other employees at the time, uh, basically farming. Okay. Yes, it was seed production. And so that was a different dynamic that we had a few more trips across the field each season with, uh, with detasseling and roguing and, and, uh, all those types of things. But, um, very much a farm experience that uh, I value today. And really out of that, um, you know, I think about uh, a dozen years ago, as, as our company started to expand beyond Indiana in terms of locations, you know, we paid a whole lot of attention to, you know, culture and the culture that we had here in Indiana. Uh, and in the company, we wanted that to uh, certainly, uh, we didn't want it to go away when we right. uh, brought on new new locations. So, you know, some of the things that I, were part of that agrarian upbringing, uh, teamwork, integrity, you know, innovating to get innovating and adapting to get a job done when things didn't always go as planned. Um, commitment to get the job done, whether it's early morning, late night, uh, weekends, and then, the, you know, the, the, the passion in each season. Um, those are those are what we call attitudes and actions. And that that really, I think, was birthed out of out of growing up on a farm. Well, there's something special, Scott. I mean, I look at you and you and every other Bex hybrid employee that I've ever met always carries the brand on your shirt. And it has to be a unique experience for you. Your family's name is, is literally the brand. I mean, y- your name, your last name is on the, the bags that go out the front door, or out the back door. And as you've grown this company, you talked about this massive sort of growth that you've seen. But it's a really interesting era, Scott. I mean, you've grown this company, you, your dad, your grandfather before, grew this company in an era that was largely marked by massive consolidation. Take us back. How did you and your family and the team during that time period say, you know what, we're going to be independent? And, And how has that decision led to the company that we see today? Well, I go back to shortly after... I came back uh, to the company uh, in 1970 or 1987. I graduated from Purdue in 87, came back. I was a number 12 employee. And so wow. uh, 
Wow. But it was in that next, uh, so five years later in 1992, when my father was uh, receiving the Distinguished uh, Agricultural Award uh, from Purdue, Certificate of Distinction, and he was asked to do a white paper and to present it at uh, at Purdue on the future of small and medium-sized seed companies in the next 10 years. And so that really caused him to reflect on the industry, uh, what he could at the time best predict as a future state and recognize that you know, about a third of the companies would, you know, they didn't have a succession plan and they, they would sell out. About a third would perhaps merge with someone and about a third would survive under their own name and brand. And, you know, which category do we want to be in? And so it was during that era in the nineties when, when the value of seed also started to, to shift from uh, the cost of production being one of the major costs to the cost of biotech traits mm. and genetic improvement being a major cost of, of the goods. So we, through his leadership, switched our focus really from being a production company that happened to market our seed to being a marketing company that still happens to produce and pay attention to the production side. Uh, so that was a, a shift in focus that allowed us then to see things maybe more from the lens of the farmer yeah. and what they really wanted. And it was at that time that, again, I'd come back and my degree in, in agronomy from Purdue served me well as I stepped into the lead role in our practical farm research. And that's where we're doing testing on products and practices that we don't even sell, but the farmer's interested in, whether it's new equipment, whether it's a new herbicide or fungicide or timing of applications, all kinds. We do a hundred different studies uh, today with our, with our teams. So that's part of the, of the answer that I would say that the, the change in focus. Scott, you look at those investments, you mentioned practical farm research. You have continued to invest every year in innovation and practical farm research, research at large, expanding to new markets. How do you and the family and the business really think about investment in the business and and what guides your priorities as you looked at everything from applying innovation to corn or bean or beans or wheat or cover crops? How do you think about those investments to advance the business? It's really all about relationships. And we approach it with the farmer in mind. And when we think about farmers and what they really want and need each season, um, most of them plant more than one brand because of two reasons. Uh, they want diversity. They want, in other words, spread the risk. And they buy through the relationships that they want to support, whether that's family or friends. And so we've set up our business model uh, based on that criteria to be able to provide uh, through our relationships with Corteva, Bayer, Syngenta, BASF, um, even having our own breeding program in corn to su supply 100% of that diversity that a farm would need. And so investment in those relationships and the business structure gives our dealers kind of a natural advantage when they go call on the farmer. Because we, we haven't, I would say, a higher than normal percentage of farmers who choose to be in our what we call president's club, which is, means that they're agreeing to plant 100% of their acres uh, to Bex corn or beans or both. And that number is uh, that signed up is about 75% of our business. So wow. that, that structure to provide that reduced risk for the farmer 
gives farmers the, I think, more confidence to plant 100% of our products because they're getting that diversity. Well, and as a guy who grew up on a farm and has agrarian roots, it, it makes, a, makes a ton of sense. We'll look at where the next chapter of innovation is coming from and what's ahead for agriculture. We'll do it right after this. This is Ag Bioscience, supported by Indiana Farmers Insurance. Whether your farm is your business, your hobby, or your passion, you and your farm are one of a kind. Each is unique and requires just the right insurance coverage options. Indiana Farmers Insurance has been protecting farmers for more than 145 years. And together with your local independent insurance agent, today we deliver insurance solutions for your farm, business, home, and vehicles. Insurance can be complicated, so it's important to have a trusted expert who will guide you through your insurance experience. We partner with only the best agents, and like us, most of our agencies have been serving customers for generations. Beyond the basics, we have many other coverages available to match your needs. Our agency partners are experts and can tailor just the right coverages for your farm, business, home, or auto. Come visit us at indianafarmers.com and discover why Indiana Farmers Insurance is the right choice for you. We're proud supporters of Ag Bioscience, and we're here to help you protect what matters most. Welcome back to Ag Bioscience. We're talking with Scott Beck, president of Beck's Hybrid. Scott, we were just talking about this focus on the farmer. And I love, well, I love so many things about the, the Beck family, your dad. I mean, he's famous for creating these farmer first programs, everything from rewarding farmers with new trucks and tractors to replant guarantees. Take us back. Take us back to some of those early discussions about those ideas. I mean, you mentioned it earlier, he said, hey, look, we're a marketing company that happens to be in seed production, seed innovation. How are some of those early bets paying off and, and how has that really transformed the growth of the company? Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting that you uh, bring out those two programs and, and speak of my dad as, as, as the innovator of those, but he was actually not either oh, one. Oh, wow. Now he's, he's had lots of good ideas that we've implemented, but the replant, uh, program where we guarantee that uh, a farmer a stand or, or we supply that seed at no cost goes back to, you know, the first year that my grandfather had the seed business and a young farmer, you know, had an issue with corn emergence. And so he went out and he, he checked the stand and, and uh, recognized it was actually the farmer's error who maybe planted a little, little bit heavy when the soil was a little bit heavy, which means it was kind of wet. <laughs> And so he, he provided that free replant seed to that young farmer. And, that, and that's a practice that we've continued today. Um, even though the value of seed is, is exponentially sure. higher, uh, we've continued that. And um, the other program you mentioned is uh, we call Commitment Rewards. And uh, the first year of that program, we, we really attribute it to uh, our director of sales, Tom Huber, who was thinking of how do we how do we provide something uh, to, to reward farmers for, for their business, you know, for doing business with us. And it, we, the first year we called it the four wheel deal. Okay. And we, had, we had four wheelers and John Deere Gators. And if a farmer paid $50,000 worth of seed or committed to that, then they could take home a four wheeler. And the interesting thing was we had farmers coming who said, you know, we don't farm that much to, to buy $50,000 of seed in one year. What if we committed to three years of buying your products? Could we take home a four-wheeler? So we, 
we thought for a moment about, okay, that's a, the, the administrative work that that requires. And, you know, we got to trust that the farmer's going to follow through. But uh, after a few conversations, we said, you know, if the farmer's willing to commit three years of business, we'll figure out that other part. <laughs> and awesome. so today, that program, uh, 80% of our business is with farmers who are in a multi-year agreement. So they're, they're trusting us with the price, the product, and the service three years from now. Um, so that, that, that really is a, a differentiating program that brings economic value to the farmer. It's really a financial tool sure. that, that farmers using it have. They have an advantage over farmers that aren't using it because of the buying power that, that farmers actually give us when we go to you know, an equipment dealer and say, we give us a quote on a hundred tractors. Okay. That's the, that's the buying power of the farmers, certainly through us, but bringing the value back to the farmer. It's got to, there's so many pieces of that story that I love. One, the fact that Tom Hooper was the genesis of commitment rewards. Uh, Can't wait to talk to Tom about that discussion. Uh, But there's just this idea that you are constantly driven by the farmer the family, the team have set this condition where you're constantly driven by the farmer. And and look, I see it today. We all see it today. And your focus on R&D, you mentioned commitment rewards or practical farm research rather earlier, this idea of doing testing to benefit the farmer, even if it's not your products, you have your own team of breeders on the corn side that you mentioned, you've got a giant technology team constantly working to bring innovation to the farm gate. How do you approach innovation? How do you make it accessible to farmers? And, and how do you be in that really important role of being this trusted advisor, whether it be on bits and bytes and software or the right variety to select for the next, the next season? Well, I think a lot of it stems from us being grounded with the farmer. I mean, we talk about ourselves being farmers at heart and a lot of our employees actually farm. And so a lot of our Innovative ideas come through that pathway of listening to farmers. Uh, we also, as you know, uh, Brad Fruth is our director of innovation. And you and he spend a lot of time together. and Indeed we on, do. On searching out new innovations. Yes. And uh, exploring those things that, Great that um, allow us then to see into the future uh, in terms of technology and the way things might be done. And then we bring that into the company and explore it with our different managers um, in all segments um, of the business. And from the farmer perspective, you know, we're getting a look at some of those future things that, you know, if we ask them today what they what they wanted to be doing five years from now in terms of innovation, they wouldn't have any, they wouldn't have certain ideas because they haven't been exposed to some of the things that Brad and, and our team has. And so we're, when we bring those into our practical farm research, they get to see and walk the plots and experience the equipment functioning and that type of thing. And, you know, so tomorrow uh, we fly out to Salina, Kansas uh, to do the groundbreaking on our new distribution and practical for research site there on the north side of Salina. So that will be our ninth location uh, in our 15 state marketing area where we're planting roots for practical farm research, where we'll actually have a, a show in August. And farmers, you know, we'll invite farmers in. This year, we had uh, we had over twenty thousand people uh, come to our August shows. Um, our, our granddaddy is here at, in Atlanta, Indiana, Technology Days, and we had around thirteen thousand 
people show up over those three days. But the other shows throughout our marketing area are one day shows in different states. And uh, we had over 7,000 people attending those. So that's how we showcase the new innovations that are coming to agriculture, both from what the farmer has told us they want to see and from what innovative companies uh, are bringing to us. Scott, you and your team, as you mentioned, many of them are farmers themselves. You, your family have, have farmed for generations. Maybe broaden this out a bit. As, as you look to the horizon, as you look to the future, what do you see? What 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 innovations do you see? What areas of innovation do you see are needed? And as it relates to production agriculture today? Well, one of the things that our, our team uh, in the research department, uh, who's led by Jim Schwartz, is working on is uh, we're, we're really digging in, literally, to what uh, what's going on underground. And so, you know, we pay a lot of attention to what we see ab- above the ground in terms of the stalks and the leaves and the ears and the tassels and all that. Sure. But what's going on underground? And what can we learn from root structure, root mass, root angle that can help us to better position hybrids in from a population standpoint, from a row spacing standpoint, from a fertilizer application and placing uh, placement standpoint uh, to maximize, you know, the the soil, the the type of hybrid type of root system for that farmer. And so that's an area that we're exploring here over the last uh, couple of years. We partnered with the uh, University of Illinois to be able to do some uh visualization and measuring of root mass and root angle wow and and learn about really uh, kind of the the scope of uh the the different products that we're offering farmers we've got a lot of work to do and a lot of things to learn but i think we're onto something i think our team is onto something with the curiosity that we have around uh what's going on below the ground Interesting. Eager to watch and eager to follow what's uh, what's to come there. One more question for you, Scott. You mentioned a 15-state marketing area. You've talked about the tremendous growth that you've seen in the business now in the third generation. What's next? What's ahead for Bex Hybrids? You know, as we as we each year we we go on a leadership team retreat, right? And uh, we we pick our topics, and so one of the things that we're uh, we have we have three F's, okay, for our topics for this year. It's uh, the future, family, and financials. Okay, we're we're looking into each of those, and obviously from the future standpoint, we're I mentioned earlier, it's all about relationships, and so what can we as an organization do to uh, be more attractive to introduce ourselves to uh, farmers and other other business partners that can help us to continue to innovate in agriculture and bring value. And what can our leadership team do in in specifically in this area? So um, when we speak of the family, you know, we're, we're a generational family. Um, We've um, got, I've got uh, five children. Uh, My three sons are are working here in the business full time. Now I've got a daughter in, in uh, that's a senior at Purdue and a daughter that's a senior in high school. I've got a couple of nieces uh, and one of their husbands working in the business. And so uh, how do we how do we continue to to grow and per- perpetuate the family uh, ownership and involvement? Uh, and so that's that's the topic. And then financials, you know, it's just understanding uh, where we're making investments and, and 
what the future looks like in those investments. It's a brilliant model, Scott, that I think all of us could follow. Future, family, and financials. It's it's profound and it's nothing less than I would expect from from you. It's so good to see you, Scott. Thanks for making time to join us on Ag Bioscience. Thanks for your friendship. Thanks for the, your leadership. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Mitch. Pleasure. Thank you. And thank you for tuning in to Ag Bioscience. You can get the latest Ag Bioscience news and insights from discussions just like this by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And while there, you can access our entire library and give us a review. Don't forget, you can always learn more online at agronovusindiana.com. On behalf of the entire Agronovus team, I'm Mitch Frazier saying thanks for listening. We look forward to seeing you real soon. This podcast is a product of Agronovus Indiana in collaboration with Inside Indiana Business. Hosted by Mitch Frazier. Produced by Kayla Chittister and Fabian Rodriguez. Photography by Kaylee Kerr. To get all ag bioscience news all the time, visit agronovisindiana.com.